Welcome to the Leadership Podcast with Prairie Lakes Church. Uh, many of you know my voice, but I'll remind you, I'm Pastor Kyle, and I have the privilege of, of bringing you uh, this most recent podcast. It kind of feels weird. Uh, I'm, I'm sitting here in my, uh, in, in my living room, uh, or actually at my dining room recording this at my table here, and it, it seems like it's been a long time uh, since we recorded a podcast or shared a podcast with you. And you know what? Uh, since I can, uh, and unfortunately, I'm going to timestamp this uh, with this statement, but I'm going to blame COVID for that reality. But we're, we're excited to uh, reinstitute or reengage with these leadership podcasts. And again, you can expect, uh, hopefully, here in this in this season, start expecting again uh, two podcasts a month. One one podcast that we'll record and share with you. Uh, it, it might be material that uh, that we've discovered, or maybe even as original with us. Um, and then uh, another podcast that we'll just share with you from uh, a leader or a communicator that uh, that we found a lot of strength and encouragement from. So let's let's just dive in with this reminder. Uh, why why do we care about leadership? Uh, we we know we we believe and we align with uh, something that Pastor Craig Groeschel says. Uh, he says something like this: When the leader gets better, everyone gets better. Uh, listen, uh, we can also relate to the fact that uh, just like athletes don't wake up in the morning uh, and, and are just excellent, except for Ricky Bobby, sorry for the Talladega Nights reference there, uh, but athletes wake up and they know that they, they, need to, uh, they need to work on the basics. They need to hit the gym. They need to hit the weight room. They, uh, they, they have to strengthen their cardio. They know that it requires work. They have rhythms that they set up. They have these routines that are in place. And even if you're not an athlete or, or at least not currently an athlete and practicing some type of ath- athletic um, practice or, or hitting the weight room, I, I think we can all agree that we understand uh, how athletes have to train and the routines and rhythms that they have set up. So for us, we understand uh, as leaders, um, we have to wake up and have this mentality that we need to have rhythms and routines in place so that we can continue to grow and improve and find uh, health or even more health in our leadership. Uh, so we're, I'm going to share with you uh, here in this podcast just some, uh, some info that we've been uh, working in as, as an organization that, that our executive team um, ha- has been sharing with us and that we've been working on as a staff, and we really think that it'll be helpful uh, for you. So I'm just going to jump right in. And the, 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 this, this is a, just a, a statement that I want us to hone in on. We, we can't pretend. As leaders, we can't pretend. We can't, we can't give what we don't have. But, but the opportunity to lead is always around the corner. It's always coming, whether you have something to give or not. And so the strategy for us, uh, if, if we're empty, is to fake it until we make it. We put ourselves through cycles of busyness, burnout, recovery, and then we hit repeat and we walk right back through it. Or we fall into predictable, uh, familiar patterns of sin, becoming blind spots, while others we, we just flat out intentionally hide from or hide within. Or we go through the motions of work and ministry, but if we're honest, we do them without joy. We show up to the next ministry opportunity, the next service, the next meeting, the next event, with a smile on our face, speaking about things that we know to be true, but we really aren't pers- personally experiencing. At our worst, even our personal rhythms, the, the spiritually, emotional, and physical rhythms that we know all of us would agree are key to our health and, and our leadership, 
can feel just like another thing on top of the laundry list of things that we have to do, whether it's within our, our ministries or it's within our family or it's within our work. They, they just seem like uh, uh, just another thing on top of the list of things that we have to do. Or yet another way of which we're, we're falling short. They, they become areas in which we, uh, we think, oh, I can't accomplish that. I don't have time to accomplish that. And so we, we just hit these roadblocks where we feel like we're falling short. While we report, <laughs> here, here's the sad reality. Uh, we, can, we can be encountering those two obstacles, and yet we'll report that we are regularly reading the Bible, praying and exercising. We're actually dry and depleted on the inside. We might even be doing those things. And yet we, we find ourselves dry and depleted on the inside. We fall into the trap of doing something for God instead of with him. In short, we're pretending. And, and that's a problem. That, that might be our problem. That might be your problem right now, if you're honest. So let's, let's define what personal rhythms are, because that's what we're going to spend the rest of our time talking about. Personal rhythms are the spiritual, we put them in these categories, the spiritual, emotional, and physical strategies. So again, the f- spiritual, emotional, and physical strategies that, that we use, uh, that, that we practice uh, as disciples, as leaders, as followers of Jesus, no matter followers of Jesus, to increasingly love and obey Jesus. Uh, so in, in that increasingly side, it's, it's, it's important. Increasing, it means we're going to get stronger. It means we're going to get healthier. It means we're, we're going to be better leaders. Personal rhythms are also, uh, they, they uniquely work for us. So they, they, they might not necessarily be cookie cutter. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit, but they uniquely work for us. And, 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 and we understand that. And we, we lean into those practices. We know what makes us tick. We know where we need to be work, what we need to be working on. We know those areas. And so personal rhythms are, they uniquely work for us. And, and we understand that. Personal rhythms also pull us toward being the truest, best, and most like Christ-like version of ourselves. I want to say that again, that personal rhythms pull us toward being the truest, best, and most Christ-like version of ourselves. If, if that's what personal rhythms are, it's also important that we identify what personal rhythms are not. Uh, like I mentioned just a little bit earlier, personal rhythms are not one-dimensional. That means they're not one size fits all. That what works for you might not work for me. What you need to work on might not be what I need to work on. Personal rhythms are not one-dimensional. They're not a one size fits all. Uh, and, and personal rhythms are not more things required from you. We need to catch that. It, it really isn't more on top of our laundry list of things to do. Personal rhythms act like disciplines and conduits. As disciplines, they require our decision, our will, and our effort. You and you alone, or, or uh, me and myself, uh, but, but you and you alone are responsible for engaging in them. And you can either choose or choose not to. It, it, it's a decision that we make. We can either choose or choose not to participate. As conduits, so that's the disciplines, we can either choose to or not to engage in them. As conduits, they simply act as a delivery system. They're pathways for you and I to experience and be transformed by the grace that only God can give. So personal rhythms act like disciplines and conduits. Disciplines that we can choose to participate in or not participate in. And conduits... Or, or pathways for you and I to experience and be transformed by the grace that only God can give. Finally, uh, in, in this thought category, uh, while you and I are responsible for engaging in good, regular person rhythms, God is responsible for the results. 
So, so we put in the work and effort to lean in and God produces, God is the one responsible for the results. Personal rhythms plant and water seeds of health in our lives, but God and God alone makes them grow. So let's talk about what uh, some of these examples of, of personal rhythms can, can look like. And, and we'll just break them down in the categories together. So spiritual rhythms. Spiritual rhythms put us in a position to experience and receive God's grace through Jesus' completed work in our lives. And through our lives to others. So it, it's, it, it, it puts us in a position to, to experience uh, Jesus' completed work in us and in, in, in our lives, but also in the lives of others. They include, these personal, these spiritual rhythms uh, can include, but are not limited to things like prayer, reading scripture, reading the Bible, study, meditation, retreats, time in the community of believers, worship, generosity, sabbaticals, service, Sabbath, fasting, solitude, silence, and journaling. Again, that they include, but are not limited to. And I just, I just wanted to list off some of those Areas. Again, these are, these are things that our staff has been talking about, not just here in Fort Dodge, but at large across Prairie Lakes. So spiritual rhythms, again, before I move on, spiritual rhythms put us in a position to experience and receive God's grace through Jesus' completed work in our lives and through the lives of others, the, the people that are around us. That's spiritual rhythms. Emotion rhythms. Emotional rhythms put us in a position to become aware of what's going on inside us especially in our blind spots, in areas like family of origin, emotional wounds, or, or, or personality-driven dimensions. Again, they include but are not limited to mentoring, counseling, personal assessments, coaching, mindfulness, and personal reflection. Bottom line, it's, it's, per, it's, it's personal awareness. So again, I want to read this definition. Emotional rhythms put us in a position to become aware of what's going on in, inside of us. Sorry for that weird pause. Personal rhythms put us, uh, emotional rhythms put us in a position to become aware of what's going on inside us. The, The third area of rhythms under personal rhythms is physical rhythms. Physical rhythms put us in a position to steward our bodies as an asset instead of a liability and honor God's intention in his flesh and blood design. They help us recognize that segmenting or neglecting our physical health endangers our overall personal health. They include proper diet and exercise. There's not much else in physical rhythms, proper diet and exercise. But again, I want to read this definition with you. Personal rhythms put us in a position to steward our bodies as asset instead of a liability and honor God's intention in his flesh and blood design. All right, so we got spiritual rhythms, emotion rhythms, and physical rhythms. We're, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you some questions and, and we'll put these in text so you can come back to them and work through this besides just listening to this podcast. But really, I, I want to make this personal. I want to get real with you and, and invite you to, to work through uh, four questions here um, and, and then an exercise at the end of this podcast. But, but here's the four questions. Um, take all three areas of, these, uh, of your personal health, so spiritual, emotional, and physical, and, and rate them. Uh, red being, uh, there, there, there's some work to do. Yellow, uh, it's, it's, it's all right, but there's some work to do. Uh, and green, it's, it's in a healthy spot. So, so red, not so healthy. Yellow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in between. And green, I'm, I'm doing well. 
And you might find yourself as you as you start to to rate those three areas, you might say, you know what, I'm I'm red yellow, or I'm red moving to yellow, or I'm yellow green, yellow moving to green. Uh, and and it's okay to say that you're green. Be be honest. Uh, you you know, and, and and don't feel like oh man, I can't give myself a green because I, I I should be increasingly right. I should be working uh, to to find greater health and leadership. That's okay. Even at a green level, there's room. There's room for increasing health. Uh, so again, here's the question. In all three of these areas, spiritual, emotional, and physical, rate yourself. Uh, and, and then explain your rating. Be honest. Uh, you're, you're, right now, you're the only one that's going to see that. Question number two. Have you ever used personal rhythms to try and manufacture health instead of trusting God with the results? I'm going to repeat that. Have you ever used personal rhythms to try and manufacture health instead of trusting God with the results? Now, be honest. Uh, and, and, and as you're honest, as you give yourself that answer, describe the difference. What's the, what's the difference between manufacturing health instead of trusting God with the results? And, and, and if you're sitting here thinking, I, I really don't know, I, I, want to give you, uh, I want to give you a little bit of room to be vulnerable, some margin to, to, to breathe here. I, I have. And, and as we've worked through this as a team, uh, many of our team members uh, were instantly able to come to the reality and, and even share the stories from when we've tried to manufacture health instead of trusting in God. And so uh, this isn't a gotcha. Be honest with that question. Here's question number three. Is there one, at least one dimension of personal rhythms, so again, spiritually, emotional, or physical, that is usually more green or more red for you? Uh, is any of those rhythms usually more green or more red for you? If so, be honest. Which, which one? And, and, and explain why. I want to invite you, write these down. Uh, and again, we're going to provide these questions uh, in, in, in text for you instead of just having to try to remember them. And the fourth question here is, pick one of these dimensions of personal rhythms and explain your journey on discovering what works for you, even if it's unique. So as you think about what, what really works for me in my spiritual rhythms or emotional rhythms or physical rhythms, just pick one of them, at least one uh, of these dimensions and, and explain uh, your journey on discovering what works for you. How, how'd you get to that? Did Was it just the first time that you tried it? Was it the second time? Did you hear somebody talk about it? Did you read about it? Uh, what was it? Ex- explain that journey. Uh, because it's going to be helpful as, as we grow in these to, to be able to uh, ha- have a real understanding of how we arrive there and, and, and maybe even be able to share it with, with another, uh, whether it's somebody we're leading or, or another leader. I, w- I want to give you one more uh, just exercise because as, as you come to as, as you give yourself the the rating there of red yellow green on those on those three areas uh, within your personal rhythms um, there, there's this reality you're going to identify here's where I'm at and and, and sometimes uh, you're going to be able to see and understand but that's not in a good place I'm red or I'm yellow or I'm green and I can clearly see even in green uh, where I want to grow what I need to be doing and so uh, Here's what we need to understand. Without a plan, it's hard to move from point A to point B. And as a leader, you and I need to recognize that these plans are huge allies for us because the hardest person for us to lead is ourself. And here's why we know that. It's tough to diagnose ourselves. Often the areas that we need to grow are the most, the most in are the ones we're most blind to. We... We, we don't see it. We don't understand it. So it's, it's tough to diagnose ourselves. It's, it's easy to shift to blame. We can point uh, to a host of, of real things beyond our control. We can blame COVID like I did earlier in this podcast. 
only the best leaders are willing to continue to focus inward, to, to have an awareness and to, to say things like, like, I need to learn to empower and delegate. Uh, and it, it's also uh, difficult for us to, to lead ourselves because we already feel like we're at capacity at times. Uh, when, when we think about personal and professional, we think about family uh, and volunteer life, when we think about all the different hats that we wear, uh, sometimes we we feel like we're already at capacity. Working on leading ourselves feels like it's just more work to do. And so, so uh, now, now that we understand why it's so difficult, here, here's the exercise. Uh, and again, we're going to, we're going to share this with you, but I'm, I want to explain it a little bit. And you might want to come back and listen to this portion as, as you start to work through uh, this worksheet that we'll provide. Uh, but, but there's just a simple uh, formula to help us execute. And, it, and it's simply this X, here's where I'm currently at to Y, where I want to go by when, when do I want to be there? It, it's, that's the goal. So understanding where I'm at X, where do I want to go? Y and by when that's, that's the goal. How, when am I going to get there? So let me again, break this down X. Where am I starting? If I rated myself as a red, what does red look like? Be, be honest. You're going to have to be vulnerable here. What does red look like, both from an internal character standpoint and an external behavior standpoint? What do other people see? So you're, you're going to have to identify what, what's that look uh, from, from an internal perspective and what's it, what's it look like from an external, from a behavioral standpoint? What are the symptoms of being red in this area? What is my redness producing on, on my teams, in my, in my family, in my uh, leadership? What is stuck because I'm red? Now, that's, that's just giving you an example of red, but, but you can do the same within yellow and green. And again, if, if it's green and you're really feeling called to, to work in this area, if you don't have other reds or other yellows, uh, don't just dismiss this. There's always opportunities to grow. So that's X. And Y, where would I like to be realistically? What color can I lead myself into being in the time allotted? That's the win. So if, if I'm red, what color can I lead myself to being? Can I, can I get to yellow, yellow, green? Can I get all the way to green in, in the time that I'm going to allot myself? Define where you'd like to be in the same way that you defined where you currently are. So think about that internal, uh, the internal standpoint and the external, the behavioral standpoint. Define where you'd like to be in the same way that you defined where you currently are. And then the by when. What are the benchmarks or dates, the deadlines uh, that, that, that you're going to use to, to measure uh, on this journey? What, what are those dates along the way that, that you could hold yourself accountable to? If, and, and, and I would encourage you, uh, let somebody else see this X to Y by when. So, so they can ask some difficult questions, uh, whether you're being transparent and vulnerable and honest or not, whether, whether, you're, whether you're realistic or whether if that's within your timeline or what you're describing uh, your why to be. Get, let somebody else have some permission in this, whether it's your spouse or uh, may, maybe your ministry supervisor or another team leader, somebody you trust who, who uh, is, is going to tell you the truth if, if you need it. So the, the template, we're going to provide that template. And, and really, here's what I just would, would invite you to do. And you're going to see this on the template is uh, think about this in 90 day increments. That's you know, roughly three months. Uh, and, and, and so in what area do I need to grow as a leader the most? Uh, and, and so you might, you might find yourself going, man, I have just this glaring red area. Or you might say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to pick um, an X in all three of, of these person rhythms in spiritually, emotional, and physical. I'm going to pick, pick an X in all of those, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a Y and a win for all of those as well. Um, 
but yeah, work, work through this. How, how will you plan on, on doing that? How, what, what's, what's that, what's that plan to move from X to Y by when who will hold you accountable? Who's that person going to be? And when are the deadlines? Hey, we love you guys. I know I just went through a lot. Uh, as you listen to this, uh, make sure you remember there is, there's also going to be the resources. So you don't have to just try to make these on your own. Uh, again, we know that the hardest person to lead is ourself. But like Craig Rochelle says, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. Uh, guys, we don't just get to wake up in the morning and be excellent. Uh, we have to work on it. Uh, and, and the cool thing is, uh, just to, to put us all together in this, we're all in the same boat. None of us just get to wake up and be awesome leaders, uh, increasingly loving and obeying Jesus as, as a no matter disciple. None of us just gets to wake up uh, and be that. We, we work on it. We believe in him. We spend time uh, understanding where our X is, setting a vision for our Y, and then charting that, that course, that plan with our, with our win. Give somebody the accountability uh, into this process, and I really believe you're going to be a better leader in 90 days, and this is going to be a tool that you'll continue to use. Hey, I already said it, but I want to say it again. We love you guys, and we're just very thankful to be on mission with you. Go after your little Iowa.